Hello, 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 and welcome to Spotlight with me, Ruth Medjber, live on Dublin City FM for the next two hours. It is, of course, Wednesday, November the 30th. We are looking ahead to the fabulous Other Voices Festival, which is happening down in Dingle. I am going, and I'm very excited. On the show today, we're having a bit of an Other Voices special with a live performance from Oshin Furlong, who goes under the moniker Animo Drive, who will be playing a lot of sets down at OV, OV this year um, you might know him also from his starring role in Thumper <laughs> uh, also on the show I have Jim Carroll who's telling me all about his banter sessions which happens down in Dingle and looking ahead to Christmas dare I say it, I think the toy show is over now so you can talk about Christmas right, that's the rules um, we have Elena Ryan the CEO of Children's Books Ireland who's going to give us a fantastic list of amazing books to buy for the kids Kids in your life. It's a great little segment. Don't miss that. We're going to kick off with some tunes. Always Irish here on Spotlight. That's all we play because we have great tunes. This is Balex One and Dowry Strings with Hey Annalena, which is live at St. Luke's. They recently came off a string of dates in Vicar Street. Uh, if you missed that and you like what you're about to hear, don't worry. You can catch them down doing another live at St. Luke's show on the 2nd and 3rd of December. Have a little listen to this. Yeah. 
that was the lovely sounds of Bellex One and Dowry Strings live at St. Luke's. Definitely try and catch them playing if you can. Next up, we're going to have a brand new Irish track from um, an act that I adore. Patrick O'Leary under the moniker of I Have a Tribe. I first came across Patrick playing as part of this tiny, tiny little festival out the west of Ireland in Kerry. Um, And he blew me away. He blew all of us away. Um, And he's just so magical. It's really, really hard to explain, but this is his first track that he's brought out since his debut album. And it's adorable. It's called Teddy's Song. Teddy is the name of his uncle, but it's also the name of his dog. And I believe this is about his dog. His dog that (laughs) had the name Teddy and just wandered into his life one day, whom Patrick... um, kind of accredits a lot of his life learning lessons to his dog i think we can all appreciate that right if you love your dog why not write a song about it here is i have a tribe with teddy's song my sweet mind i don't think is worth all of this conversation you belong in this Just thoughts Heavy on you These are just thoughts But if you want the truth I feel a strong sense That we know when to put up a hand I feel a strong sense That we know when to the top of the land I feel a strong sense that we know when to put up a hand I feel a strong sense that we know when we went to the top of the land
That was the beautiful I Have a Tribe with Teddy's song. Who doesn't love a song about a wee dog? We all do here. We all do. We love it. Uh, I want to play you a track by a band that I absolutely adore. And it's from one of my all-time favourite Irish records. It's not new. It's a classic. Um... And I'm playing it because I bumped into the lead singer last night when I was at uh, Dave Fanning's launch of his new season of his TV show, Fanning at Wheeling, Wheelands, um, which will start, I believe, on December 3rd and carry on every week um, on, I think it's on Virgin TV. I could be wrong, but you're lucky. You can just have a Google of it. And uh, it's fantastic. It's, it's music TV again, which is what we all want. He gets a load of amazing bands into Wheelands, does an interview with them, lets them play live, has other people on the show. <laughs> I might be a guest. Just dropping that in there. Um, but yeah, I bumped into the amazing Kat Dowling from Alpha States and she just reminded me... Just her very presence reminded me how much I adore this record. Here is one of my favourite tracks from it. This is Alpha States with Sometimes. Sometimes I think it's all amusing like the good times. Sometimes I find it gets too confusing. Some say that's just life. Sometimes I like to get high and red. Try. 
That was the ever beautiful Alpha States with sometimes one of my favourite records of all time. Let's keep it Irish here. Let's play some Neve Regan. Um, you might remember Neve came into us a few weeks ago and did a beautiful live session for us here. Um, if you missed that, if you missed any of our shows, actually, you can listen back uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you want. You can see people like Neve Regan, Seb Safe, Maria Kelly, Queen Barra, Sky Atlas. You're all people that have come on and played this show in the last 15 weeks. So if you go back, have a little look through our archives, you will find something that you hopefully adore as much as we do. You can also catch Neve Regan down at Other Voices this weekend if you fancy a little jaunt to dingle here she is to wet your whistle save the day from Neve Regan what's the matter with the tear keep the drum circles around me all day why can't I complete a task and feel good at the end of the day why don't you turn the TV I told you I was doing just fine this way There's no need to worry that way Doing it for you, doing it for the kids' sake I wish I
that was the glorious Neve Regan with Save the Day, who's also playing down under the voices. You know what? I'm having a bit of a nostalgic moment here on the radio, thinking about all the incredible live sessions we've had right here in the studio in Dublin City FM. I want to play a track by a favourite new emerging artist, um, Seba Safe. Here he is with his beautiful wee tune, Spitfire. Bit fire into my cold mind There's love on a tight wire hanging in Birds fly out of a coal mine With your hand inside mine strolling in Gotta give into my own mind Gotta give into the times that I didn't try Gotta give into my own life Gotta give into the love that went right on by sounds of Seba Safe with his track Spitfire. Have a listen back and check his um, live session that he did here on Spotlight. It's on, God, I think it must have been early, early days. Maybe it was like episode two or something of our fabulous show. I'm supposed to be giving you event guides and I completely forgot because I'm having far too much fun just cracking out the tunes like who wouldn't right do you want something to do this weekend of course you do um christmas christmas gifted the contemporary craft and design fair is happening in the ordias um from wednesday the 30th that's today runs until sunday december the 4th tickets are 12 euro in there and it's the contemporary craft and design fair is the ultimate destination for anyone interested in craft design unique independent brands and artisan food producers it sounds fabulous you know what get in there get yourself a nice wee present get your mammy a present get everyone a present support irish support local all that jazz um there's a couple of other things happening from tomorrow thursday no actually i'm getting my dates wrong thursday 
the 24th of November till Saturday the 28th of June January this is a long run on one right <laughs> Rowan Co Winter Garden Rowan Co is the amazing lovely delicious whiskey um, they're having a winter garden where you can go in and create your own DIY hot whiskey cocktail um, it's up in Dublin 8 it's an amazing space I've been in and I've done the tour and it's great crack so you can go in do your whiskey cocktail and they have like food from Pit Brothers and all that kind of jazz so nice little kind of wintry vibe if uh, the over 18s if you want to go in and partake in some Christmas boozy experiences um, let's just crack on with more tunes shall we this is by Narrow Lane. Narrow Lane is the collective, shall we call them? A group, a trio. It's Denise Chyla, God Knows, and Merley. Everyone, like, you I mean, you know them all. They're in Rosangano family as well. And they've come together with this project that's like a label and a group and just all round good musical vibes. This is a new song from them. It's called Shikondi, uh, featuring Alva Reddy. I mean, what's not to love? I love it when all these fantastic Irish musicians come together across genres and collaborate and give us something brand new and exciting and I'm going to shut up and play the track. So far and yet so close So near and yet so dear 
if you see me smiling from ear to ear Just know it's cause I move from head to head Even so young, I could measure the distance Cousins came later like the ignorance Wearing green jerseys, you know us, the warriors We took over the streets, it was glorious, notorious And those who never heard of us, know we ain't caught up out of heard of us, hanging in the green like it belonged to us The stories that were told of us, a pageman Who loved to be autonomous, not anonymous No one wants to leave, but the decision was unanimous From curfews to long nights, from concrete to old greens Super queens to roxies, what about you? African accents, chilling actually, the bond came naturally No one said a word, but I knew what you were saying We share the same feelings of our struggles and the troubles We share the same feelings of our struggles and the troubles Can the spirits know the sky was the limit? Chikundi featuring Alva Reddy by Narrowlane. How amazing was that? I love tunes. <laughs> it's a really good day. I'm really just enjoying new Irish music. Um, before I leave you for a quick ad break, stick with us. We have more to come. Jim Carroll's going to be telling us about his banter sessions, doing other voices and whatnot to miss down there. We also have a live session coming up next with Animo Drive and the top five, I think we did, or six children's books that are going to make some kids Christmas this year. Um, a really, really great interview with Elena Ryan from Children's Books Ireland. Uh, if you're enjoying listening to this show, amazing. We are so pleased to have you here and I'm enjoying chatting to you. Send us an email if you have anything that you would like us to mention here on Spotlight. It's arts, culture and new Irish music. So if you have an event, if you have a do, if you have anything coming up that you'd like us to share, obviously a public event because it'd be a bit weird if you were like, I'm having a birthday party. Like, no, your grand is not kind of what I meant. Um, or you have a new single, send stuff my way, will you please? Spotlight at dublincityfm.ie fm.ie? Yeah, I got that right. <laughs> is where you will find us. Ruthless Imagery is where you will find me personally. You can slide into my DMs with all of your links and tracks and everything that you've got going on I'm going to leave you with some ads but stay with us for more after this very delighted to welcome in the fabulous Oshin Furlong who from Animo Drive and also from Thumper who you are playing other voices this weekend yes yes Yay. thank you for joining us when are you heading down to other voices going down Friday morning get yeah. down there nice and early and get settled before uh, before the rock show that night yeah for the rock show mm-hmm. tell us now how many times you play in other voices this weekend? Four big ones, <laughs> each each one equal equal sized events, just as important as each other. Two very different bands. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yeah. us a little bit like the difference for people. I mean, we play your tunes on the radio, both Thumper and Animal Drive, and uh, your voice obviously carries through both of them, but in a very different way. When you're writing music yourself, um, how do you know when you're writing a Thumper song versus an Animal Drive song? Um, well, I think the. Uh, the beginning of the project was sort of like because it was so obvious that there was a difference between these two different types of songs I was writing. Yeah. And so I've been released a few tunes and playing a few gigs um, 
with that catalogue of music that's just a very different energy, a lot softer. Um, but increasingly as I get into doing the two of them, I guess Thumper's full-time and Animo Drive is part-time at this stage. Yeah. The kind of the two worlds are starting to kind of overlap a little bit and the Thumper stuff I'm writing is getting a little bit more uh, esoteric <laughs> and uh, the Animo Drive stuff is getting a bit more visceral. Um, so they're kind of like so melting. Yeah, a little together. bit. I, I guess an obvious way, if you, if you haven't heard either, is one is heavy and one is soft. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that within those two frameworks, I'm trying to... Um, yeah, kind of a Jekyll bit, and Hyde thing going on, don't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the grass is always greening on the side, you know. I, whenever I'm out on the road for, like, weeks at a time, screaming my head off, I'm like, God damn, I'd love to just tinkle away on some soft. ivories and, and <laughs> do some lullabies. And then when I'm doing that, I'm like... Is it a thing though? Do you keep a, you know, do you keep that variety in your music between the two to keep your to keep you interested to have a bit of downtime, <clears throat> but to still in your downtime? So in your downtime from Thumper, you're doing Animo Drive. But is there a downtime where you're not doing anything? <laughs> it's a great question. Uh, well, I've spent the last two years doing nothing. <laughs> so. That's not true. That's so not true. You, you're you playing festivals. You're writing new tunes. You're busy. You're so busy. So don't downplay what no, you I just, do. No, I just mean with COVID, it was very tempting, no matter what you did, to feel like you were totally resting in your laurels. So I actually did conceive of the whole Animal Drive project just before COVID hit and I was going to launch it in the middle of all that. You know, I used the time to start recording the album and release a tune or two. So, no, I wouldn't say it's, you know, I'm going to want to keep myself occupied or interested. It's just more so that we're all rounded individuals. Yeah. And we all change over time. And what, yeah. you know, Thumper would have encapsulated everything I wanted to achieve musically or otherwise mm. at one stage. You know, there's there's other things I want to get better at and other things I want to um I love it. Attempt. I love that both sides of you are playing other voices this weekend four times. I don't know what that's going to do to my psyche or to my audience. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll hold strong. Yeah, yeah. I cannot wait. Um, but it's, all, it's not your first time playing other voices. You've played before, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of like another voices veteran. I remember seeing you play out, um, what's the pub with the massive tent out the back garden? Is it, is it Gainey's? Yeah, Gainies yeah. or Guineas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing you guys play there, and I was like, "Oh, holy crap, that's yeah. good!" It was a thumper show, and yeah, you basically burst through the marquee. Essentially, it was just that was huge. that kind of that one went down history because we did two of them that day. We did our other room performance, which is like the filmed one. Yeah, and then we played again at half one in the morning, and at that one, there was a huge stage invasion at the end. Yeah, and. The whole stage was full of people jumping up and down on top of our pedal boards, on top of our gear. I was actually out on top of the subs because I couldn't fit. <laughs> and the whole thing was starting to like, with each jump was starting to like, the, the legs were going into the ground and the whole thing was going lopsided. Like a and they actually stage. had to shut down the PA halfway through the last song because it was getting so out of control. <laughs> and we just came off stage and all of us, including Joe, our manager, 
were just like laughing so we couldn't stop laughing for about five minutes it was just uh, it was we, more like theatre than it, music that <laughs> kind of is what I you know your shows are your thumper shows are light, loud and raucous and you do get into the crowd and you scream your head off and it's like a cathartic experience for everybody I think in the audience they're like yeah we're with you and you you have this great uh, energy that you kind of just surround people with and whip them up into a frenzy which is beautiful and I think there's, there's more bands should do that like does that ever change when there's cameras on you though so you're doing two shows that day down in other voices and they were different by the sounds of it. Like, do you kind of feel a little bit like, oh shit, the cameras are on. Like, do I have to like, do I have to like rein this in or do I have to go wilder? Does, um, it, does it ever change for a performance? The difference with that one was that the cameras are rolling, but there was an audience there as well. Okay. Because I've done TV performances and they're really sterile and weird. Yeah. And you, you know, you play your heart out for your abridged three and a half minute long version of your song. Yeah. And then the you know, crew just sort of like stare at you, stare at you and they don't care. <laughs> it is really. Um, so it's a little bit different at other voices. Um, I, I would say like in terms of the whipping the crowd up into a frenzy and it being cathartic and all the rest of it. I think uh, one thing that we always try to emphasize is that that's like our, the most important thing to us is the songwriting and the the, that that craft of actually putting the song together and mm. the lyrics and the melody and everything else um, because without if it's just pure uh, if you're only going for the reaction that's mm. kind, it's a, it, it can be a little bit hollow like the early days of Thumper were very much way more things blowing up things getting smashed and it, was, <laughs> it wasn't exactly tuneful mm. you know and I, I don't think it's a coincidence that when we kind of consciously started trying to write better songs and move away from that the gigs got better and our fan base grew without it's not like we let go of any of that mm. feeling but um yeah i guess that is the difference between like a gig and a theater like around just dancing monkeys you know what i mean <laughs> no um, but you know what you can't when you, it's particularly your last record i think the songs are so beautifully crafted they do take you on a journey when you're listening to them because they're long and it almost pains me when I see like oh there's a radio edit and like it must be so hard to make mm-hmm. a radio edit out of those songs because they they do bring you an up and a down and a, there's an arc to them and everything it's it's a narrative in your tunes and then when I'm like oh I can only play the radio edit I'm like oh damn oh <laughs> damn um, do you fancy playing a tune for us today? yeah sure Obviously not like a big loud screamy thumper one, unless you want to, but an Animo Drive one. Yeah, sure. Tell us when uh, are you playing under Animo Drive this weekend? Do you know um, the whens and where's or yeah, should I do it later? Yeah, um, Friday night in the Marine, Marine Inn at 11pm. Amazing. And 4pm on Sunday, somewhere else. Okay. She will find it if we want. It's like Dingle Bar potentially. Dingle Bar. That I, seems I know like that I made that. It sounds like up. I made it up and I've been to... <laughs> To other voices like 10 times and I've never been to the dingle I hope they're not bar. listening to this because it definitely does exist I will I, <laughs> after this interview I'll go and do my due, due diligence and yeah. research it and come exactly, back to yeah, it yeah. with so a time Sunday somewhere Sunday at 4 yeah if you wander around <laughs> and, and listen 11, yeah. for the sweet soft sounds of Animo Drive we'll find you we'll let our ears carry us through dingles what cool. song are you going to play for us first um, this is a song called Procrastination uh, it was kind of one of the first songs that um, made me realise that there was kind of another project potentially in me. Um, I originally 
filmed this song with Miles O'Reilly, the amazing um, filmmaker and music historian, I guess, at this stage. Uh, We did like a video in the depth of winter in the middle of COVID in Temple Bar. This was the the ignition that started it it all. the town with my ego the gold posts shift like a flame my tongue like a train breaks like a wave and out of it a terrible refrain I'm out of it and into deep again Procrastination My fingers make the pilgrimage To the temples on my head Needing deep Needing relief Clockwise I count down to it Massaging a message within Procrastination I've seen the signals Yeah, I have screened your calls I will ignore Drunk on rewards A finger at my future like a gun I fetishize the trigger Wrapped tight like a drum Procrastination of fun Well I guess time flies when you were young Procrastination 
So much Oshin for playing that for us tell us if is that um kind of the vibe we can expect now on friday night at 11 p.m in the marina <clears throat> well as i was saying to you off air uh, <laughs> preempted this issue <laughs> what issue i don't see any issue with uh, playing to a bunch of, of really uh, drunk people on what's friday the capacity night? of the other voices festival i have no idea but we're all going to be at your show yeah. <laughs> loads of locked people in the marina in yeah and I intend to be one of them. So, yeah, uh, like you know, probably. there's going to be some amplifiers involved. I'm going to, you know, make it dingle ready. Dingle ready. You're going to yeah. prepare us. Exactly. Prepare, yeah. yeah, prepare for the dingle massive. Yeah, no, it's going to be kind of a little bit more uh, psychedelic. A few more <laughs> pedals going on. and Yeah. yeah. Amplify this, the yeah, a great, great band. So uh, they'll be doing a lot of legwork for me. Oh, you have a band playing with <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah. Ah, okay, fantastic. Yeah, I got beautiful Ian McFarlane on bass. Love Ian. You know Ian. From I love Ian. Squarehead and many other great things. Yes. Got um, Alan Dooley from Tom Peroby on guitar, and uh, Rian Trench from everything. From, <laughs> from the, uh, yeah. He's on drums. He's also uh, producing the album with me. Oh, good shout. So your Animo Drive album is in the works. Oh yeah, like it was in the studio all week, basically putting the finishing touches on it. So it's about ninety-five percent done. Oh, well, congratulations! Sound. That's uh, yeah. And uh, so you recorded that out with Rean of you in his magical studio. Yeah, it was out in the meadow studio uh, with Rean, and started it um, about maybe fourteen months ago. Um, yeah, in the middle of <laughs> all of the lockdown business and. Like, I've been thinking back to your 14 months. You've been on tour. You've been on a pretty big tour across Europe with Thumper. Mm-hmm. How is that even possible that you're writing and recording another record while doing some pretty grueling dates? I mean, there that was a big tour. You've just come back from Iceland as well, where you mm. played there as Thumper, right? How do you do it? Well, last year I recorded the... <laughs> you're actually why, two people Why there. do I do it no. a better question? <laughs> Uh, yeah, like did the initial, did like four days, got most of the 10 tracks done and then last year and then went straight out on tour for a month, like the next day. Uh, and that was a, just an, a UK tour. Um, and then came back. Then I did yeah. other voices and I slept for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, right? Because um, No, I, I just, just wherever I have time in between Thumper stuff, I just kind of yeah. punctuate it with some, uh, you know, soft rock. <laughs> well, you must have a fire lit under you anyway, like the self-motivation, the the drive and the ambition to just keep going. When you're obviously tired, you know, you're 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 doing essentially two jobs. You've got both bands at the same time. It's two jobs. And so you must be just incredibly focused. It's two, two different types of ener- energy, though. It's like I said, they're very they're very different worlds. Um, I think I've purposely positioned myself in both those projects as like a collaborator as opposed to some sort of. Even with the animal stuff where it is, obviously all, it's very much a collaboration in terms of Rian helping me fulfill the vision and us discovering a vision between us. And what that does is it makes the music better. 
but it also holds you accountable. Keeps <laughs> so you committed I can't, to it, yeah. I can't, no matter how tired and have been going into the studio, I, you know, I'm not going to let anyone down and book yeah. it way in advance. And I mean, these are all boring logistical things, but actually they kind of help you become more pragmatic. I think the boring logistical things is what people don't understand about the creative industry, whether you're a musician or a photographer or an artist, whatever. It's just the log- logistical side of things is massive. Mm. <laughs> and the getting up and going and doing something because you don't want to like, let someone down, it's huge. Like So that's that's a really nice way of doing things is collaborating and seeing it as a collaborative effort so you don't, you keep yourself going. Like, so you yeah. just you just keep the, keep the drive going. Yeah, but it, it, ultimately the end product, for me, I find it more rewarding if uh, if there's some element of collaboration in it because, mm. uh, tell us a little bit about the album what can we expect if you can give anything away of the 95% <clears> that <throat> you've already created what kind of vibe what any kind of running themes or constructs um, in it well it's a lot of the songs were born out of really like I've got real fondness for quite like lo-fi underproduced like music recorded on tape recorded you know you're gonna love the sound of this radio show then i tell you <laughs> <laughs> um so it was it was kind of i guess what i love about some of that music is how intimate it is just by virtue of the format that y- you literally feel like you're listening to someone's uh, answering machine or something mm. um and so yeah the album is kind of production wise we've attempted to kind of bottle that feeling while still um, expanding the sonics. Um. It does, yeah, yeah. Uh, any idea when it'll be out? Not to push you or anything, but like we want some more tracks. I'll, have, already... I'll have some tunes next next yeah. year. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm <laughs> Ruth. I only got out of the studio like three days ago. So <laughs> come on, <laughs> give me some more tunes. Um, We've no, the la- just your a little bit of mixing left, and then I'm gonna um, add yeah. some little, some strings. My friend Gareth Redmond is gonna be adding some strings to it. That sounds very full now. Um, so yeah. Okay. Then I'll work on the, some more logistics. Great. Yeah, well, we'll have listen. a we'll have a logistics talk live on air. If we can <laughs> ever help here at DCFM with your logistics, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. So if we want to hear more of you, it's Animo Drive, isn't it? We'll find you on on all the usual all channels. A N A M O E, and then this Friday night down in the Marina Bar and somewhere yeah. else on Sunday we look forward to seeing you I will be there front row centre absolutely locked but loving every nice second one. of it Thanks. will you play us out with a tune please yeah uh, I'll play a tune that's uh, on the album Burnt a hole into my bars, still waiting for your glance. Limbs for days out in the parlor, you literally asked me to dance. My legs are shaking, tide was pulling. Woman waxing in that room With our motor kissing Smokeless windows Mirror image sober fools Coming to find you In that place 
Welcome to Spotlight with me, Ruth Medjber, your weekly guide to arts, culture and brand new Irish music. Um, let's play a track from another friend of the show, Cui de Barra. Used to be, or still is, in Wyvern Lingo, but this is her amazing solo project. You can also listen back to our live session. She was in the very first episode of Spotlight. Uh, here is a song called Skirting Board Bonfire. Great titles. She also did um, a scooter tour around Ireland on her little Vespa with this tiny little electric guitar packed into her backpack. And off she went. What a what a woman. Like What a woman. She's playing down at other voices. Don't be a fool. Don't miss her. Have a little listen to this track. And we are going to come straight back with some book recommendations from Elena Ryan of Children's Books Ireland.
to welcome onto Spotlight this week Elena you're the CEO of Children's Books Ireland did I, I get am? that right? you did <laughs> look at me yeah thank you and, so much for having me on well thanks for joining us so you're going to give us a rundown of amazing books to buy for the kids in your life this Christmas dare I say Christmas but like yeah I think it's allowed now the toy yeah. show's been on the official Irish deadline that's the seal the seal <laughs> has been broken <laughs> yeah let Ryan Doverty cast the first yeah absolutely before we get into your amazing recommendations tell us a little bit about Children's Books Ireland if you will I will yeah I'd love to so Children's Books Ireland does a lot of things but we boil it all down to a really simple vision which is every child a reader so our whole thing is about getting kids to read for fun it's not about achievement or literacy or school or any of that that's all lovely knock on but it's really about Finding a book that you love. Mm. You know, we're an arts organisation. So we see these books as an art form, stunning illustration, brilliant writing. And we just want a book that a child will pick up and go, oh, this is my favourite. This speaks to me. This is a story that I get, that I love, that I want to go to another book afterwards. So everything we do is about looking at what kids might not have books. You know, where do we need to plug gaps So sometimes that's putting a book into a child's hand. Sometimes that's talking to government about funding for things like school libraries. Sometimes that looks like informing the adults, whether they're the parents, the families, the godmothers, the teachers, the booksellers, the librarians, as to what brilliant stuff is out there. And sometimes it's supporting writers and illustrators so that they can make great work and we get to shout about it. What a well-rounded company, you guys. So look what you are doing. I'm like, how do I invest all the money in the world into this amazing thing that you're doing? Because it's do it, so do it. essential. <laughs> but yeah. it is, you're, you're lighting that spark within a kid. You're giving them the grow of reading. And that's what we're hoping to do. You know, yeah. it's, it's really just finding the right book for the right child at the right time. And you yeah. know yourself, when you pick up a book and you're not into it, you just kind of go, oh, yeah. it's a slog and it's, life is too short. So you want to have as many tools as possible for the kids and their various adults to point them in the right direction towards the good stuff that means something to them. Absolutely. And I think the books that you read as a child almost shape your identity as an adult. They really do. I mean, I we were big readers in our family and uh, my parents were always just very keen to get us books. It was books, 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 no matter what it was, a birthday or a Christmas. It was always a gift of books and we loved it and I devoured them. I, I was brought up on Roald Dahl and Goosebumps. Remember, yeah. remember Goosebumps? Oh yeah, and yeah. I was brought up on Point Horror when I was a teenager. Yeah. I would have read any of those and like our office is full of people who like that were surrounded by books when they were growing up and what we're trying to do for a lot of kids is create that whether it's through their school or through a book club or kids in hospital kids in direct provision you know people will donate to us for things like our Christmas campaign we pass that on and put books into the community so it's really important to us that if someone doesn't have that parent or carer in their life that we you create step an opportunity for their school to have an amazing library yeah. or something like that an opportunity for them to get in I love it I love what you're doing this Me is too. just 
And you know what? I can hear that in your voice. I can see it. You're so animated and you're so passionate about this. I mean, you must be a big reader. You must have always been a big reader. Is this a dream job for you? Yeah, I was. And, you know, I only wish I had more time to read all the time. There's other stuff to be done. But Christmas time especially we're surrounded by books and we run the KPMG Children's Books Ireland Awards. So we're getting submissions from Irish authors and illustrators and their publishers all the time. And we have a panel of judges who decide on the best of those books each year. But I love to read and I have two kids, two girls who are heading for seven and heading for five. And it means I get to read a lot, particularly in picture books in five to eight. And then when I get to read for myself, that's when I hit the YA. So. Something for every mood. Something for every mood, exactly, yeah. Um, so you have kindly done a list of books and you have some beautiful examples in front of you right here, which we'll take a photograph and put it on the socials. Um, can you give us um, your guide to what you know, you'd recommend like for me, okay, I don't have I don't have children, I don't have kids in my life except for my godson. And any of my friends that have babies, I'm like, I'll get your kid a book. That's my thing, it's 100%. my go to. But I always find myself in a bookshop in the kids section going, I haven't got a foggy Jew about what to do with them. Do you know, I don't yeah. know what's cool at the moment. I don't know what's yeah. edgy. You know, I went through that phase there for the last few years buying those Rebel Girls books or anything yeah. that was like female led. And I did it for, you know, for the, for the little girls in my life. And then, you know, I'm trying my best, but I'm a little bit clueless. So I would love your recommendations of what to pick up this year for kids in my life. A hundred percent. And you're not on your own either. (laughs) So there are plenty of adults of all kinds, whether they have their own kids or not, who are always looking for recommendations. So I think it's harder when you don't have kids. Yeah, it is. It's tough. And like, there's loads of ways to go about this. So I've picked kind of five, six titles to talk to you about today. And we'll do that. But there's also the childrensbooksireland.ie website has loads of reviews on it and also reading guides on themes so if you know that you've got a kid who loves graphic novels who loves historical fiction if you're looking for a funny book if something's gone on and you're looking for a book about grief or first experiences or any of that we have all kinds of themed lists on our website to point you in the right direction as well as just reviews of great new books that are coming out all the time so check out the website and there's loads on there the other thing to say is we've got brilliant indie booksellers so if you're near an independent bookshop especially the ones that are just for children like Tales for Tadpoles there's one of those in town there's one in Bray it's gorgeous it's on Jewelry Street yes it is and they've just opened a new shop in Bray and there's another one another shop in Greystones called Halfway Up the Stairs that's just (gasps) for children and they know their stuff upside down and inside out as well as lots of other indie booksellers so if you are kind of stuck and lost and you know you've got my number but also (laughs) get a great bookseller in your life and they'll be able to recommend so I'll give you a a starting point and then we can go and then we can go yeah you can tell me everything (laughs) perfect no problem okay what have you got first for us so I'm starting kind of picture book with an amazing amazing illustrator who's now done his first illustrator author picture book called Steve McCarthy The book is called The Wilderness. And some of your listeners might know him from his books that he did with Sarah Webb. So A Sailor Went to CCC, Sally Goran, The Stars, The One with the Waggly Tail, which was all kind of nursery rhymes. And Steve has a really modern, funky illustration style. And there's something about The Wilderness that kind of reminds me of Wes Anderson. I think just having that kooky cast of characters, 12 children named after the months of the year. There's something... Oh, That's, it's adorable. It's but I mean, I, I'm familiar with Steve McCarthy's work for grown-ups. You know, his yeah. illustration work. That's right. That, you know, he does some really great art. So it's nice to see 
him doing kids books. Yeah, and he brings that respect as well to it that, you know, it's not sort of dumbed down for kids or anything. He has these oh, stunning you could almost, autumnal colours. You can almost cut that out and use it as a print on your walk. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. The, I, I wouldn't do that to the book, but yeah. that's why you buy two books. <laughs> that's why we buy two copies. But this book is stunning and it's about a little boy called October. His family, the Vasilenkos, are adventurers and they go out every day adventuring and climbing and wandering and he stays in and adventures in a book he's oh. he's one of us um, <laughs> but at some point his mom and dad say come on out come and, and the Papa Everest his dad says come join the gang we're going on an adventure and he says but that's the wilderness and he's embodied oh. this thing of the wilderness in his head it's yeah. the thing that he's afraid of but eventually he gets out there and he gets a bit braver and when he does meet the wilderness it's actually a really beautiful story of friendship and bravery and coming together yeah so I love this one for kids age four Way, way up to the big kids who can just appreciate the beautiful artwork. Yes, hundred percent. On the radio, yeah, I'm gonna buy that. That's excellent, brilliant. Okay, so the Wilderness by Steve McCarthy. Yes, gorgeous looking book. What's next? Our next one is called Be Inspired, Young Irish People Changing the World. And that's Ooh. by Sarah Webb, put together by Sarah Webb and illustrated by Graeme Corcoran. So this is nonfiction. I've put it at kind of five, six plus. It's like Rebel Girls, actually, that similar kind of format. One page of nonfiction about the person, one brilliant illustration mm. by Graham Corcoran. And some of the people in this will be quite well known. And they're all like really young people. Some of them are kids and some of them are teenagers. But and that's what you want, though. You want the kids to see versions of themselves, you know, yeah. see see their peers doing great things. Because I do think with some of those kind of inspirational storybooks that they are a little bit too grand and too yeah. far-fetched and you're kind of looking going yeah. well Rosa Parks was great no but I'm just a kid here and you know in Finglas what am I going to be doing with my life exactly. so brilliant so this is it's regional it's localised and it's there's 100%. all types of people in that book so from people like Adam King who's now very well known to the whole nation after yeah. the Late Late Toy Show to people who are maybe a bit less well known like Sarah Fitzgerald who's a reading champion yeah. she's an advocate for books she's a teenager who did a school project on books and reading oh, research and it. she then was held up as a Creative Ireland ambassador and she's now going on to study English at college and she's so my kids saw this and saw that there's somebody in a book who's famous for being a reader and I think if you're not a sporty kid and there's plenty of sports people in here there's runners there's Paralympians there's swimmers it's incredible range yeah but it's lovely to have that mix of people and lots of environmental heroes as well like Flossie and the Beach Cleaners who's here in Dublin like that but that's really so important and it's something that we should be teaching our kids is environmental issues and you know Absolutely. and they're so interested in it as well and then there's also um uh, nature writers and journalists Zainab is in there oh, it just sounds like such a really well again another well-rounded good book for yeah. Irish kids exactly and Irish published and a beautiful kind of hardback gifty book so Sarah has done other books in this format like Dare to Dream and mm. uh, you know kind of focusing on women there are books focusing on scientists so there's lots of that back catalogue on the O'Brien Press website by that same publisher brilliant so this is Sarah Webb and illustrated by Graham Corkin and you have that at around six plus yes. age yeah. yeah I think that's good Get them, get them while they're young. Inspire them. Exactly. And for go. that reader that doesn't necessarily want to sit down and read a great big chunk of text straight through, you can yeah. dip in and out. We can it, have a few lovely. pages a night before bedtime. And exactly. That's it, like. Yeah. Rations. <laughs> <laughs> Ration you can have two more inspirational stories and then it's bedtime. And that's it. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. And that one as well is a percentage of the royalties from the sales of that book go to Children's Book Ireland to support the work with the authors from underrepresented backgrounds. That's right. So as I said, we're 
charity no and like, to your talents. It's, well, <laughs> this was very generously arranged by um, by Sarah Webb when she put this book together because she's a great woman for championing new writers who are coming up behind her. She's been writing for a long time and is brilliant at what she does. So she has donated some money into us so that we can support writers to do professional development or residencies or whatever they need. I'm loving everything you're saying to me today. This is fantastic. <laughs> okay, listen, crack on then. We'll crack on. What's next? If we, we've been, we've we've done the fours, fives, and the sixes. Who have we yes. got next? We're going kind of five up to eight now, and this is a start of kind of small chapter books with okay. lots of illustrations. So this is called Bad Panda: The Cake Escape. Uh, by Swapna Haddo and Sheena Dempsey. Sheena, again, is an Irish illustrator and this is the second book in this series. And this is pure silliness and I love it. It has lots of toilet humour. It's uh, set in a zoo about a really cute panda who hates being called cute um, (laughs) and who is determined to show people just how bad and rotten she can be. Uh, But it's a real kind of Madagascar vibe that there's something going on at the zoo. There's a horrid human coming in. They're going to take away an animal and all the animals have to get together despite their maybe dislike one of the other you know people think the capybaras are snooty and the lions are okay. <laughs> overbearing so we're learning um, to get along with people that might not be the same as us yeah, is that what we're doing we are <laughs> in a fun way it's really sweet it's an easy read format so the the font in this has kind of rounded edges lots of space in between off-white pages so for kids who are dyslexic as well it is a kind of a friendly format for that Great. and there are lots of just two color illustrations so yeah, black white to and keep red. them interested yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. a little so bit of a break not just text it's that kind of just newly independent reader when they're seven eight getting to read or bedtime stories for four or five six year olds yeah that's kind of what I was thinking because you know if there is a bit of like humour and jokes and stuff in there I mean I'd appreciate that when I'm doing bedtime for the kids Absolutely. in my life I'd be just like I want a bit of crack and I always find yeah. myself you know gravitating <laughs> and be like what about this book the one that I like yeah because that's I'm, okay I'm the one that's going to be reading it when you're half asleep don't really care like I so. think the best books will speak to all levels though don't they that yeah. the kids will want to hear it again and again or to yeah. read it by themselves and the adults won't tire of it and will with picture books find new things to see in all the crucial. pictures absolutely yeah. crucial very much keep, so keep the adults entertained as well <laughs> as the kids I'm loving this you've got some great recommendations going on um, so give me that name one more time Bad Panda the second in the series The Cake Escape correct by Swap Nahado <laughs> and Sheena Dempsey and if kids like this there is a slightly older series called Dave Pigeon um, older in age and older in terms of having been published it's really funny I'm by sorry. the same duo Dave Pigeon Dave Pigeon yeah. okay yeah. okay yeah wisecracking pigeon likes biscuits bit of a bad guy oh. <laughs> it's oh very funny I, okay I just feel like that's someone down the local here do you know Dave Pigeon no, no, yeah, do you I'm sorry I just said that with a completely straight face which you tells did. you the kind of work that we do day in day out Dave Pigeon right Dave Pigeon <laughs> okay, come on let's keep this going keep what moving what so the next one I've got is called I Got This by Cara Maley and Chrissy Say so Cara Maley is age 13 she's from Northern Ireland oh wow uh, and she has been featured in CBC CBBC's documentary My Life Made to Measure and BBC One's Keeping Up with the Maleys so she might be known to folks from her kind of family show on TV but she was approached after those shows came out to write a book based on her own experiences she is a little person she's a mixed race kid and she wanted for her story to just be out there as a positive thing and not for it to be a story of struggle. So they paired her with a professional writer, Chrissy Sainz, who has done really funny books like An Alien in the Jam Factory. 
Um, <laughs> again, Loving said with this. a completely Love, straight face. Yeah, absolutely. And Elena, the floor is yours. Just crack on. This yeah, is brilliant. But it's a great story and it's really well written. So yeah. it's informed by Caramelli's experiences, but it's brilliantly written in partnership with Chrissy Sainz. And they did this through the pandemic. So they did it with a lot of Zoom calls where wow. basically Cara called Chrissy and told her stories from her life. And Chrissy shaped the narrative with her. And it's a real page turner of a book. It's about a pop group who announces a competition that one of their fans gets to be in a music video of theirs. But you've got to send an audition tape. So the character, Erin, who's based on Cara, decides that she's going to go for it, mostly because her brother's a little person as well. And she wants to show him that they can do anything and not be held back by their size. So it's very true to her real life experiences, but it's also really positive, really uplifting, very much about being true to yourself, even when there are challenges in your way. This is so lovely. You're melting my heart. <laughs> like I'm so like delighted for the kids these days that they have these books. Yeah. You know that there is always going to be some form of representation that they can see themselves in the books, yeah. you know. So, you know, I I was growing up as a kid with a foreign name and, you know, a, a dad from Africa and a mum from Ireland. And I never saw a representation of myself. The first time I saw a woman in a hijab, it was on the news and it wasn't good. Do you know that kind of Absolutely, way? Absolutely, So I think yeah. it's so crucial it's these changing days. slowly, but uh, it's changing. And obviously, what you're bringing to the table today is just so indicative of how beautiful we've become as a country. And like the support that you're giving to the writers, the authors, the illustrators and everything so that they can make these hugely important books. It's it's amazing. And brilliant books to be celebrated. So we have a whole reading guide called Free to Be Me that is based around everyone being oh. represented. So we started with the Equal Status Acts and then we kind of widened it out. So yeah. it's all genders and sexualities and races and backgrounds and religions and everything. So just everyone can find a book that feels like their life as yeah. well as other people getting a window into other people's lives. Absolutely, which is so, so, that out. so crucial as well. Oh, loving this. Okay, so that one is more. I, I Got This by Kira Maley and Chrissy Sainz and you have that for around age nine-ish. Yes, nine. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Next, <laughs> I've got another Irish author called Jane Mitchell, Run For Your Life. And Jane has had some incredible books, including A Dangerous Crossing and Chalkline. And the same as this one, they've been endorsed by Amnesty International because she's speaking to really important themes. And sometimes when we say a book is important, we don't talk about the writing, we talk about the issue, but this mm -hmm. is a brilliant book as well as being a really important issue. Great. So it's the story of a young girl called Azari who comes to Ireland having fled her country. It's not specified where she comes from. And it starts out with her kind of unpicking the story of why she left home in really little bits and pieces. Mm. It's a look at our direct provision system with all its flaws oh god but it is yeah and you know it's it's a heavy topic but actually I loved reading this book she's a beautiful writer yeah. there's no kind of darkness for the sake of darkness it's mm. a very warts and all look at what Azari and her mother go through when they come to Ireland that it's not all rosy and we know that ourselves in Dublin you know for the protests that have been going on in East Wall even over I the last I think maybe there's a bunch of adults of that need to read this book yeah really because it, like when we see Azari's time at school she arrives and she kind of thinks well I've done school I'm finished school I'm, I'm a woman where I come from and I don't need to go to school so wow. she's put back into this system where she doesn't have the same level of English and we see how other students react to her both positively and negatively mm. so it's a really interesting perspective to be in. Jane has done a lot of work with refugees. She worked with the UNHCR on this as well as talking to other authors like Debbie Thomas who spent time in Calais 
and, and worked with refugees. So she's got a very um, authentic perspective on it, despite this not being her story. Um, and it's actually a really lovely thing. It's not without humor either. You know, Azari, yeah. it's called Run for Your Life. And that's I should explain because Azari, when she was a girl in her own country, was encouraged to run because she was fast. Oh, wow. But once she hit womanhood, she wasn't allowed to. And I don't want to give away the, the kind of hook of it and why they came to Ireland. But when she's allowed to run here, it's part of the thing that builds her back up. Wow. So it is in the end a hopeful story, but I think really important and something that young adults are really interested in. I think yeah. as as big grownups, we kind of think it's too dark and especially for a Christmas present. But actually, we have such socially minded young people. But we that do. This is a and brilliant and beautiful You know book. what? With each generation becomes an opportunity to educate them to the best that we possibly can. Not shy away from dark topics or sad situations that our generation have created. Yeah. But giving them the structure and the information needed to change yeah. to change what we've put you know in place which yeah yeah and to, and to change attitudes and behaviors which i think is really Absolutely. crucial for young people reading this as well that they see what it's like to be on yeah the other side of, so of coming that's to run country. for your life by jane mitchell that yes. you've put around the 12 age 12 bracket but you, right. yeah i think i that's definitely one that i'll be i'll be buying a couple of copies of and giving them out to everyone and one for yourself and one for yeah. myself <laughs> Have a little read first. Okay. Have you got one more? I've got one more. So this is a collection of stories and I've kind of described it as a sort of love actually of writing for Christmas. These interconnected Christmas stories. But in fact, it's a little bit more connected even than that. Um, It's called Whiteout because it's the follow up to Blackout. And Blackout was put together by best-selling authors Danielle Clayton, Tiffany D. Jackson, Dick Stone and a whole bunch of other brilliant, well-known writers of colour to represent young black love in a joyful way. And again, coming away from struggle and negativity and racism Mm. to kind of go, you know what? We've got love stories and here they are. So Whiteout is about a really really kind of snowed in, snowstormy time in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, And it is the story at the beginning of one couple who have a fight. And it's a boy who's coming or a a person, I should say, who's coming at it from the point of view of doing a scientific experiment around whether love is real. And uh, their girlfriend doesn't like that. Oh, their girlfriend. The whole unfolding of the drama is bringing in all the friends perspectives on what has happened and trying to make this enormous grand gesture that requires everybody to try and get them back together. So it's a love story told through a series of other love stories. And I love it. I think for Christmas, it's it's light, it's readable. It's exactly what we want. Give um, the kids a bit of romance and a bit of drama. Really good fun for teenagers. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. Well, listen, that was such an amazingly well-rounded um, and beautiful list uh, full of great recommendations. And I can't thank you enough. Um, I hope to have you on the show again, though, because you're doing Absolutely. amazing work over in Children's Books Ireland. Um, give us your link one more time if people want to go and have a look at all the incredible curated lists that you have going on over there. Yes, it's on www.childrensbooksireland.ie and you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram and Mastodon and wherever else everybody is. Where everyone's <laughs> migrating to this <laughs> like a murmuration of sparrows jumping from one platform to the other, aren't we all at it? But that, Elena,
That was the incredible Soda Blonde with Small Talk. If you like the sound of that, you can go see them live. They're playing Vicar Street um, on Friday, the 9th of December. Should be a great show. I caught them all year when they were playing various festivals and it really felt like we were back. Also... Uh, playing on the 9th of December in the Button Factory. Totally different vibes, though. It's the Cope, who I adore. I'm going to play, I'm going to try and fit some Cope in um, in the rest of the show. Uh, It's just a really, really busy weekend for gigs. I won't bang on about other voices too much, but I will. Um, But if you're not going down to Dingle, if you're here in Dublin and you fancy hanging out in the Three Olympia, check out the boom they're playing friday december the second um they're great they're one of those sweaty big big groups that you will love to bop along to one gig that i'm absolutely raging i'm missing and i just i don't know how this slipped me like slipped by me placebo are playing on monday the 5th of december there's no way i'm going to be back from dingle in time to catch them even though i'd love to because they are a band that has haunted my childhood and adolescence forever i used to queue outside the olympia to see them in a pair of fishnets and a little leather miniskirt when i mitch off school (laughs) i was a disaster of a child but look at me now didn't i turn out all right tickets for that start at 58.30 and it's probably worth it um, although I'm saying that I didn't listen to the last record so who might who might say let's crack on with some more Irish tunes this is Amy Michelle if you like the sound of this see her down and dingle this is Welcome to the Sidelines I'm having a little trouble caring about a lot 
joining me now on the show in our studios in Dublin City FM is the amazing Jim Carroll, who who brings us banter down in other voices. Jim, you're very welcome. Thanks, Emma Shrewd. Good to be here. How many how many years are you doing banter now? We started banter in 2009. We started banter at other voices in 2012. Okay. So it's a long time going. We're, we're like you know, it's been on, we've been on the road a long time. So I mean, initially it started in the Twisted Pepper uh, over in Mid Labby Street, and uh, Trevor O'Shea, who runs uh, Body Tonic, he basically he'd been at Sonar and he'd basically been, ended up with a lot of talks, and he came back with all these great ideas about doing talks. Thing is, like all the talks at Sonar were in Catalan or Spanish, or God only knows what Trevor mm. was listening to, you know. So he came back and he kind of approached me about doing band about doing something, and we we started. And the first couple of ones were grand. I mean, you know, we had we, one of the best best banders ever was the second one. It was Tony Walsh and Paul Webb talking about the early days of Irish club culture. Mm. The problem was there were three people in the room. Two of them were Italian tourists sheltering from the rain who didn't have a word of English between them, <laughs> and the other guy was a poached lad with his dog. So they all didn't they didn't leave, so they all stayed. We just kind of built. We just kept going at it, and like I mean, you know, route any kind of project you do, the longer you keep going at it, the better you get at it. So then about 2012, Aoife Woodlock approached me and said, would you come down to Dingle and do Other Voices in par- as, part of, a, a part of, uh, of, as part of Other Voices? And I said, yeah, sure, why not? We might as well. We, we always, like back then I was young and foolish, so he said yes to everything. Absolutely everything he said yes to. We did banters in some bizarre places. And then we ended up in Foxy John's. Now, First of all, I'd never been in, in Dingle before. I'd oh. never ever been in Other Voices. I knew, I, I knew nothing about Dingle. I just kind of went, okay, we'll go down there. Oh my god! It was like it was just like it was eye opening. It was such a such a weird place. I mean, the first thing like I'm a massive fan of The Wire, and I'm walking down the road. The next thing, kind of like I mean, Tommy Carcetti, aka Aidan Gillen, is coming at me, and I'm just kind of going like, "What?" You know, it's like it, it was weird. And then they send this young one to work with me, this kid, this, this teenager to work with me called Molly King. Molly was just a teenager when I started working with her, and now like she's a fully grown grown ass woman, and like she runs basically other voices in Dingle. She does it's and so well. At the very yeah. start, though, it was like it was just this complete culture clash it was just like it was very funny but then we, we started cracking on with it and the first year I remember Dermot Ferd was one of our guests and like Dermot just spoke without notes he didn't need notes at all and he was fantastic mm-hmm. and it's just built from their route and like we kept going back every year uh, we went back the year of the pandemic as well because they, they basically did a kind of a film thing down at uh, Skaggs Hotel so we did that, that with Rianne Giddens that was good fun but like it's basically been in the room you've been in the room right yeah. so Foxy Johns for people who don't know Foxy Johns is probably about the size of the studio I'm in. So I'd say it's kind of like, you can get, I'd say if the fire officer was listening, he'd say, you can get 20 people in there. Yeah, but it's, it's often more and we're all <laughs> really hung over and sweaty, but dying to hear what's going on though as yeah, well. It, it's it's basically a series of, for, for people who haven't been there, it's a series of conversations. It's a hot room because there's an open fire. And <laughs> it's, it's like, in, in the tech world, I, I, I sometimes work with, they all talk with these fireside chats. And one year, one of the tech people was down. And he said, "That's a real fireside chest." So, the thing about the fire is, it's grand and cozy if there's no one there. But as you just said, you've got all these kind of like hungover, sweaty bodies, so it's it's quite warm. And you're in your iron jumper because you want to like really sink into the dingle vibes. So I'm there, overdressed, going, "I'm dying," yeah. but I love this. Yeah, I, I don't wear an iron jumper. I, I have too much. I have too much experience of being that by that fire. And we just have all these. We have this amazing range of people coming in, and sometimes people are well known. Like you know, sometimes like mm. it, it's people. People have heard of like John Grant, David Gray, people like that. But often it's the person that no one knows anything about. Like one of my favourite guests is probably someone you knew about because you're a photographer. So it's Jean Curran. And yeah. Jean Curran's from Waterford. And she's done all these amazing art projects in Afghanistan and places like that. It's just, and like I remember that day, just the room, the room was rammed because it, it was just, there was the storm Desmond was roaring outside. So the room was rammed. Mm. And people were just blown away by her, you know. And other times that you've kids like who, who are on, the, as we call them, they're on the up. People like Owen O'Brien. 
uh, like you know before he became like the the Sinn Féin spokesman on kind of like housing he was there and he was talking to us kind of like I mean I, I knew Owen from these days with the former from the, the Dublin rock band he was in years and years ago and so it was, it was a good conversation and like you know it's it's very casual you know it's it's, it's that's the best way to describe it so you're in the room uh, you you you've packed yourself into the room and it's all, it's all, for me it's really funny that all these people try and get into this bloody back room in Foxy's every year and it's like I'm just kind of going like surely you've got something else to do on a Saturday afternoon no but you know? that's it I think it gives you a really well rounded experience while you're down in Dingle because obviously you're there for the tunes you want to stumble into bar to bar and come across different uh, musical acts and you want to experience brand new bands but then during the day you want to be a bit cultured you want to learn <laughs> you're there to kind of it's, you're not just there for the music yeah. you are there for the crack and the chats and to listen and I don't think I think you hit the nail on the head really when you're, you're, you curate this every year because it's stuff that you just want to listen to you don't yeah. want to you are a little bit fragile sometimes the day after each gig you know and you do want to just you know, actively listen. You don't yeah. necessarily want to contribute to a conversation. You don't want to be, you know, in the pub all boisterous and stuff. And it's a perfect time for you to just sit and listen and just learn yeah. and kind of be inspired almost. I always come away from, from other voices and coming away from your chats going, God, they're doing so much with their lives. I'm going to start doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, this is my time. Then you feel like you can, you know, because you're bringing these amazing people in such an intimate setting. It speaks a lot for you and your career that, that you you have these connections and that these people are really comfortable with you that they can just sit and chat yeah. by the fire and have a pint and then you know have a Q&A and whatever it's a lovely experience yeah. it is it's beautiful yeah. you've created this nice little bubble down the back of the pub um, thanks so, very much for saying that that's very, that's very good of you thank you very much yeah. that's, it's, always, it's always good to get feedback like that so thank you very much well, there's my feedback absolutely yeah. so tell us what can we look forward to this year so this year basically you know like you you, you said there about like curating it so I, I didn't like you know, it's, it's a Carol King production it's me and Molly and like you know between the two of us we kick ass you know I mean Molly gets me away from kind of like I mean our lads you know and I get I and I kind of like mean kind of say to her listen it can't be all Gwailagors you know from the West Kerry <laughs> and it's like it's it's, it's, a, it's a give and take so this year I suppose the one, the one name people are kind of going like how did you get her is Eve Hewson and yeah. Eve's coming off her kind of like an amazing run she was in Bad Sisters she was the star in Bad Sisters as far as I was concerned she's a badass so she's there and she's there with her childhood friend Circa Richardson they, oh that's their pals are they I was oh, wondering what yeah, that's yeah. about they, they, they met the first day in, in Docky primary school they, they met so they, they've got they've got some tales to tell and there's a couple of, maybe a couple of things I'd say people will be kind of go away after that one thinking like what? I didn't yeah. know that so that'll, that'll be quite interesting <gasps> then the other people we have is Ruan McCormick and Ruan's just been appointed as editor of the Irish Times okay. and he's kind of this will be his first public interview and like, he's a banter veteran he's done banter before so mm. it's like it, people, people are going how do you get him it's like well I wrote for the Irish Times for a year so they kind of owe me yeah. but then second of all like Ruan's done ba- banter before and also like the other thing about Ruan is the first award Ruan ever got was a student editor of the year back in 2000 and I was one of the judges so he owes me for that as well so uh, I, I haven't forgotten you're just pulling in all the favourites yeah like, right, totally center, totally yeah. it's like yeah you know all that coverage I gave you yeah, well yeah. <laughs> we've an amazing woman called Edwina Guckian coming down from Leitrim she's a dancer and oh. we've never had a dancer before at uh, at Banter so that, that, that'd be quite interesting we also have Sally Hayden coming in and like she's serious like I mean she I tried to get her last year and she just she was way she's in she was kind of like me and she's in Libya or somewhere and like so she's written a book called My Fourth Time We Drowned and basically it's about migration crisis oh. and it's about like you know she has been like I mean she's tapped into that world she again is another badass because I mean she's covering that world in a way which is quite 
forensic. Yeah. You know, I mean, she has her contacts. She knows what's going on. And like the book's award-winning. The book is book is, is eye-opening. It's a fantastic, wow. fantastic book. Another fantastic book this year is Gaffs. And that's by Rory Hearn from Maine News University. And he's coming down to us as well. And again, we tried to get him last year. Couldn't get him. We, this is before he, he, he had a book published. And he's been writing an awful lot for kind of like RT Brainstorm, my day job. So which is kind of where we get academics and research and turn them into mm-hmm. journalists. So it's great to have him on board as well. Yeah, he's fantastic now. I did see um, Blind Boy uh, did a show with him there a couple of weeks ago. And I was blown away just mm. by the everything that he presented to us about the housing crisis, the statistics. Yeah. And it was all so shocking. But he makes it just, for me, he makes it kind of accessible that I can understand what's going on and then I can get infuriated in, by my own right. Like and what, he can also, what he also does as well, Ruth, it's really important is that he speaks in plain English. Like, yeah. I mean, I've heard him on various radio shows in the last couple of days, like fi- like fighting is the best word, like, like tr- not, not rising to debate with, like, so, with, with representatives from the Landlord Association, mm-hmm. uh, developers. And he's just setting out his stall really, really well. So it's yeah. great to have him on board. We also have Noreen Hegarty on board and Noreen is the editor of Sunday Times Ireland. She's appointed that job earlier this year. She's going to clear out there. She's got rid of an awful lot of kind of like mean the old hands and it's a difficult job, you know, so she's done banter before when she was the uh, running Lonely Planet uh, publications. So she's back and be, that, that will be an interesting conversation. There's, there's, there's two media conversations and I suppose that's kind of too, too many in some ways but media we find basically root is something that kind of pulls in the crowd. You know from being down in Dingle it's a fairly media friendly crowd. Mm-hmm. So like I mean that's the reason why Noreen kind of like said yes to me straight away we've also got who else have we got there's one other person I'm sure we've got you have Colin we've two of the great we've Colin Barrett who's the director of On Colleen Kuhn and like oh, that gosh. is so basically that film is just that film is just like gorgeous incredible. gorgeous and like he's joining us this weekend because next weekend he's in Los Angeles starting the whole Roscoe's wrap up for that mm. and then but last but by no means least we got Louise McSharry so Louise is going to be joining us Louise Louise was formerly off 2FM and now she's kind of really running the catch up podcast and Louise was there to kind of run through the year in, in culture and arts Love like it. I mean it's, it's, it's one of those kind of things a mate of mine said last year he said like just like that's all I need I just take those lists and that's what I want for Christmas you know so it's, it's, it's it, that's the kind of like the roundup so we also have music as well the music from Circa obviously we also got Neve Regan and I'm so chuffed we got Neve Regan yeah. mainly because it's like you know I, I, I've known her a long time god is this, this, this sounds so sleazy uh, <laughs> I know her since she was 16 and I remember when she was 16 I found her breaking tunes profile I started writing about her in the Irish Times and I remember mm-hmm. her getting on to me going like how'd you find me and all this and like for, for someone like me and you know the same thing like when you, when you find someone early when you kind of spot someone early and you watch them grow and blossom she took four years off to go off and become a student in UL you know yeah. and like I thought like okay well the acts come and go and then she releases that album Jesus yeah. it's we fantastic. had her in a couple of weeks ago and just she delivered one of the most beautiful performances we've ever had in the show so we're delighted we're delighted to see her on your list as well so I mean that's fantastic so anyone that is not aware of other voices it's down in Dingle from the 3rd to the 4th of December is when you're doing banter in the back of Foxy John's and is it is banter free to attend can you walk in off the street or what's the crack with that that's, that's exactly it. it's free to attend but, but admission is limited the room is small <laughs> so we could people we get people queuing from kind of like midday for I just think it's crackers I, like I understand why they do it I'm not sure I'm not trying to be kind of like me self-deprecating here or anything I understand it but it's like at the same time it's just like what they're queuing like there's, yeah. there, there's times like there's times like Molly to walk in it's kind of Sure, like they're, they're queuing the street. And I'm Queues down the street. Oh, Fox Jones. If I give you fifty quid, will you save me a seat? No. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one, there's one person we keep a seat for, and that's Sarah Francis. And like Sarah Francis, has become to Banter since the very very start, and she's the only person. Shout out to Sarah Francis. If she doesn't turn up, you can have her seat. Ah, uh, sure. Look, I hope she turns up. <laughs> Listen, Jim, thank you so much. I look no forward problem. to seeing you down in Dingle. Thanks for joining us here thanks today. Thanks very much. Safe Decided you don't
Cool. 